Welcome to Throne of TV, Beers, and Movies. <laughs> yeah, beer, TVs, and movies. Oh, whatever. I always fuck this up. Anyway, I'm Mark. I'm Michelle. And tonight, we're mainly going to talk about beer and our little road trip and a little bit of um, Game of Thrones Live. Yeah. So we'll just start with what we're drinking now, which ain't going over as well as it did when we were at the brewery. It was really good at the brewery, but it's not good canned. No, um... It's Cheddar King from the Sour Note out of Hammond, Indiana. They're um, run by the same owner of 18th Street Brewery, owns them. And so that was our first stop on our little road trip to the Chicago area. We had to head over there since I wanted to hit Three Floyds and I saw this sour beer place and I knew you'd be appreciative of that. I love sours. So (laughs) we ran there first. we had several beers on tap, and we'll just start with the first one that I got here, the Cherry Goza, which at the brewery, um, I gave it a four and a quarter, and um, let's see, what did you give it? You gave it a five there. Yeah, it's really good on tap. Yes, and that was something we'd bought, a, they had that in six pack, 12 ounce cans, and you've had a couple of them. Um, I took a sip of it. The flavor's there, but there is absolutely very little to no carbonation. Which makes it really odd. It yeah. does. It just doesn't taste good. It doesn't. For one thing, it, it doesn't, doesn't taste pop. fresh. Right. It, it no longer tastes fresh. It tastes dead, flat. Bleh. Yeah. So well, we might as well talk about the Cheddar King then too, because. You know, we had it there. I gave it four and a quarter. You gave it a four and a half. These come in 16-ounce cans. And after you told me the flatness of the cherry, I kind of squeezed the cans, and they kind of felt similar. They're, They're kind soft. of soft. The cans They're are soft. kind of soft. Mm-hmm. It's like they didn't pressurize or however they carbonate it. And um, this one's quite flat, too. Yeah. I actually, as you said, I originally gave it a 4.5, and then I changed it to a 2. Yeah. It it no longer tastes fresh. It tastes bad. No, it just it it's almost like juice. Mm. It's really thick. There's no carbonation. And it's yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't really come off as a blender vice now. It comes off more of a fruit juice with alcohol. Yeah. Almost. Which, uh. <laughs> so yeah, I Still gave it a three and a half, which is probably a little high for this one. You know, you said you gave it a two. Uh, yeah, I changed it to a two on that. Now, hopefully the bottles will be better when we open those. I hope so. Yeah, because um, another one we had there was the Fodor Peach Wild. And I'd given that a four there, and you gave it a four. And I thought, well, we'll try it on the in the bottle because it'll age out and change a little bit. So hopefully it was decent enough on tap that... We may not want it to, we may not want to age it. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, we don't want to age it too long. We may want to drink it in a couple of days. Yeah, well, it, it actually, they've been bottled a while back anyhow. Uh, so, so it won't matter? <laughs> well, if the, if the lid's on right, it should carbonate itself after a while on those wilds. But oh, okay. We shall see. Um, then we had the Blackberry Goza. Mm-hmm. And I gave that one a four, and you'd given it a four and a quarter. Yep. And then um, the last one we had there was the Raspberry Goza. Yep. And I'd given that a 3.75, and you gave it four and a quarter. Well, there was also the C8 
Splash. The C8 Splash, yeah. Which was a mixture. And I gave it a five. Yeah. Um, apparently I didn't write that one. <laughs> well, there was, yeah. Oh, I, I We were having problems with our phones, I well, think. Yeah, so. we're trying to find that particular beer, actually, because I don't know if it really had been one or two check-ins or something. But, yeah, I think I'd give that, I'll give that one a four and a half, you give it a five. Yeah. And But that didn't have that one to go, so. You yeah. Know, unfortunately, like I said, um, we brought home also a, another cherry, wild cherry, I believe is what it was. Okay. In a smaller bottle. The other one I think was like a 22 ounce or so regular we'll bomber or something that size. And then the other one was probably 375 milliliter. Yeah, I'd say that they're not doing real well on the canning part. No, these were canned 7-Eleven and truthfully if I would have probably known that I may not have got them. them. Just because, you know, I said I don't know if they canned themselves or bring in... If they got a canning line or they bring someone in, but lots of times when these smaller breweries like that do some of the canning, but with 18th Street, they do distribute, so you would think it would be a decent canning setup, but apparently not, at least not for this part of their business end. Right. Um, then we made a little trip down to Three Floyds, of course, all because of zombie dust. Right. There was good points and there was some not good points. Well, yeah, but I had to wear the shirt I'd won from the Beer, beer Temple Insiders Roundtable, which is a great beer podcast, and it said, dust and dust and dust and dust. Because <laughs> <laughs> one of the part, sometime co-hosts on there, he comes in and he talks about zombie dust being... It should be a currency in there. <laughs> zombie dust is... But it's hard king. to get. Yeah. Well, you not if you're in there. the areas, but yeah. Yeah, you have to go up there. Pretty much. you got to be in the Chicago area or Indiana. We know it goes down to Louisville. Because that was where we first picked some up. And this is our second trip to Three Floyds. We were there a few years ago. So we started with a little flight. Um, Alpha King, which I don't think you actually tried that one. Uh, I tried them all. But I don't know if I got a chance to actually rate that one. Rate all of them. Yeah, I don't think you rated that one. And the great thing about this, it's pale ale at 6.66 ABV, 68 IBU. So, um, I had given that one, I believe, there. I gave it a four. But we'll get into the reason with some of these, where I actually rated that higher in the bottle, is four and a quarter. Um, it started probably with their appetizers. Yeah. Scotch egg, which was decent, but you prefer the one with the Renfest. And you always get a Scotch egg. Cheese. Yeah, because it comes with the cheese sauce. This comes with the mustard. mustard. But then they also had this other appetizer with some smoked mushrooms. Bulgogi, smoked maitake mushrooms, sticky rice, gem lettuce, some zhang... Sesame seeds and crispy shallots. This thing was a fucking palate wrecker. Do not drink beer yeah. if you're going to eat that. Yeah, do not eat that and get any beer no. if you're wanting to... Drink water. Taste your beer because that thing, that smoke just sticks with you, you cannot for a long time. get it out of your tongue, your mouth, no nothing. No, it, so 
It really is. It's the pallet wrecker. I do not recommend it with your beers. If you're just going there and you know you know the beers, you've had them, no big deal. And if you like smoky that's stuff, fine. Yeah. you know, because that's not for everyone. No, they, they probably need a nice smoky porter or something to, to go, go with, with that. It. it might work, yeah. God damn, it, it really is. It, it was a pallet wrecker. So we actually had to stop eating and try to cleanse our mouth. And drink the beer and then yeah. finish eating. The it wasn't working. No, it, it wasn't working real well. And then we got more pig salmon pants, which is, I believe, it was a collaboration between Three Floyds and McKellar at War Pigs Brew Pub. And I didn't get a chance to rate that one. No. And um, it was a hoppy lager. It was pretty damn decent. I, you know, it was light, very light, but um, at 5.3%. It's going to be, but 60 IBUs, pretty hefty for a lager. And I had given that one a four. Like I said, I don't think you'd end up rating it. I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had Disco. I rated that one. Which you rated that one, and we did buy a bottle of that to bring home. And that was a 6.5% Belenor Vice, just a straight up Belenor. And that one was pretty damn decent. And always get I gave those. It a four, you gave it a four and a half. Right, and always get those without the syrup. If you want to know what it really tastes like, yeah, because a lot of these places will offer syrups for certain things. Yeah, like they that. offered a spiced apple or blueberry mint. Yeah, taste it first without the syrup, then you'll know what it really severely tastes like. Yeah, if you um, <laughs> if you want, yeah, if you want the syrup, I just recommend getting it on the side just to maybe try it after you've had. A few sips, you know, otherwise, because you want to get that well, flavor just, of the base. It covers up so much. Yeah. You know? And yes, the dog's drinking and she'll never stop. And a good Belenor, you know, it's it doesn't need it. Mm -mm. So, you know, you want to get the taste of that first. And then um, I think we had a little zombie dust since you had not had it. And you gave it a four and a quarter. Yeah. And you actually had a bottle last night, I believe. And mm -hmm. what did you think of it then? Still four and a quarter? Or? No, I probably put more four, four and a half. Which coming from you is huge because it's a pale ale and not your style at all. Usually it's sour and you know, wheat. And that was a big step. I will say, though, that uh, I have rated Gumball Head differently. Yes, you have. And we'll get to that one, too. Because you did have the gumball head, which is their wheat ale. It's kind of a, well, it's a hoppy wheat ale. And you gave that a five. Yeah, it is fabulous. It is a great fucking beer. I haven't had any of this round, but last time we went there, I bought some. And, and I've yeah, already gotten into it. It is fantastic, <laughs> yes. And so we also... Um, Brought home some stuff, which we'll go over some of that here in a bit. Um, we'll stick to our trip, the you know, the way we went. We did all this shit in 36, <laughs> well, just under 36 hours. Because is... we left Sunday morning about 7 and got home Monday evening about 6.30. Yeah, which is an eight-hour drive. Yeah, so we us. drove 1,038 total miles and... Um, so after we went there, we went in, checked in our hotel, went to a bottle shop that was not even a mile or two from the hotel. It was recommended by 
Chris Quinn of the Beer Temple Insiders Roundtable, who he owns the Beer Temple up in Chicago, and he recommended that for um, for where we were staying because it's like north of Chicago in Tinley Park is where the um, venue was for the concert, a Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. But so we stopped there, spent about 120 bucks at the bottle <laughs> shop, um, and then went to the concert, which. Uh, guys, if you think about going to see Game of Thrones live this year, I do not recommend it. It was nowhere near as good as last year. Well, the venue, true, and the venue had a lot to do with well, it. Well, but they're also all outdoors this year. So, and with most of these outdoor arenas, they're all kind of set up similarly to where the stage isn't nothing what you can do with an indoor arena where you can use the floor, right. a good portion of the floor, and expand that stage and it was such a small stage Ramin wasn't there this year and we saw him last year and he comes out and he plays several instruments on his own yes the conductor this year he only played the piano or organ Um, and there was at least two very unique instruments maybe three that they used last year that they didn't this year And the only really unique one was the one that's kind of like a xylophone with strings in a way is how I'd yes. call it. I cannot the, They used at the beginning of the song Needle. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, it, and they had one of the, I think he's mainly a percussionist. Yeah. A lot of times. Um, but he was, you know, there last year too. But actually, I think Ramin played it last year. But this guy was playing, and I don't know the name of this thing, but very unique. And uh, so it's kind of like a xylophone, but with some metal things that they tap the strings with. It just reminds you of a stringed xylophone. It does. It does. And, you know, beautiful instrument, but it it just was not the same this year. No, not at all. And the venue sucked ass. Every part of the venue sucked ass. Yeah. There yeah. was nothing that was good about yeah. it. They only, they only let, let people in on one side through the gates. Okay, no big deal. You just going in especially when you get there early enough and then you know you look online they're showing these food places you can eat and they mention food trucks and stuff well we finally we see a few food trucks one was like ice cream i forgot what the other one was and then you know it's like well where the fuck's treo's tacos and then there's some other chicken place too so we looked all around down there for that didn't see any of that shit and everything else was normal fucking food you get it any fucking you know, concert arena you've been able to get for for years. Same crap. And then we had a seating situation because of the way the stage was set up. So it continued to be a seating situation. So, yes, it continued to be a seating. We won't get too far into that, but it was a fucking pain in the goddamn ass. For a lot of people. For Yeah, many people. Because everybody bought seats specifically for certain reasons. Like, we'd bought in front row seats because you're a little shorter. So we could see, but we had to move over a section because of the way it was set up, whatever. But um, so anyway, right before the show, we see Treo's Tacos. I see the sign, and it's in a building kind of on the back upper half of mm-hmm. the venue. By the bathrooms. <laughs> well, yeah, by the bathrooms, and you know, pretty much in the um, what do you want to call that? It's actually the, the grass area. Yeah, the, it's actually inside the lawn area. The area. Yeah. So it was behind the seating and, you know, back by the lawn. 
And you go over there, and the motherfucking thing's closed. It never did open. It never opened. Nope. It's like, why the fuck even advertise it as something you can get there when it's not open? And then there was a fried chicken place or something. It was on the other side where the restrooms were, closer to where we were sitting. And it was fucking closed. Yep. And at the end of the concert, you still couldn't use those other gates on the other side to leave. So everybody had to leave on the same fucking side. Which it would have been a whole lot quicker for us to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. If we could have went on the other side, but so it was a total disappointment all the way around. Um, like and I said, unfortunately, the the concert itself, it was decent, but nowhere near like last year. For some reason, it just popped so much better last too year. Too many distractions. Some people that work there need to keep their mouth shut, yeah. but they can't quit talking the whole time. Yeah, they're talking. And then playing with their stupid flashlight. Like they are 15 years old. Yeah, so we luckily the seats we ended up getting were movable. <clears throat> and so we picked <laughs> so them up and moved them, them again. Moved them further away so we wouldn't be near the ushers and right in front where people were showing up at least half an hour late. Yep. Or more, even though the concert had started 15 minutes late anyway. So, people, if you're going to a goddamn show, fucking get there on time, you useless fucks. Get down, sit in your fucking seats, and quit distracting everybody else. So, anyway, then we went to our hotel afterwards, <laughs> which was not a bad drive. I mean, we we figured a way out after talking to someone. He kind of gave me a clue to a way to get out of there, maybe a little easier. Yeah. I mean, we had to go down an extra block or two from where we were, but it was quicker to get where we were going. And back to the hotel room, which the hotel was fine, covered in there at Tinley Park. It was nice, but we didn't really use anything except for the breakfast. Yeah, you know, well, the breakfast was fine, you know. It had, had an indoor pool, but didn't even see it or anything oh, yeah, else. Yeah. I mean, shit, by, I mean, we checked in, took took a bunch of beer to the <laughs> upstairs, upstairs to our room. We did. bought a bunch it. more beer, then took more beer up to the room. Or did I leave that in the vehicle? I don't remember. Well, um, and yeah, I think I left that in the vehicle from the... Um, we got the bottle shop. Yeah. But, um, and we went to sleep. So, yeah, I went to sleep. Well, turned on a little bit of TV once because I wanted to see some highlights in the Chiefs game. Since um, it was hard enough trying to find a station that actually carried it, so I did get yeah, listen to sure. a good half of it on the way there. But, um, it took a while. Yeah, so then we just got up. We had breakfast. Turned loaded it up. Left. <laughs> and started heading back home. So we stopped in Springfield, Illinois. Went to a little zoo there, Henson Robinson. I will say that's really good. Yeah. I liked it. Small, I mean, it's small, but it's small, but it was fun. It was um, fun. A lot of them smaller zoos kind of are. Yeah, they are. And we, um, it was one of them we kind of bypassed on our last trip that way. On our 25th anniversary, we did zoos and brews and hit like 20-some breweries and seven or eight zoos. But mm-hmm. we'd already hit one or two that day and thought, well, we better get our asses on home. So... We bypassed that one and thought, well, it's perfect time to go ahead and stop there. Yeah, yeah. it was a better day. Yeah, it's a be- beautiful day, <laughs> you know, sunny. Yeah, unlike our drive out there, it was all rainy. But at least it wasn't rainy for the concert. Um, but no, it was, it was a fun little zoo. Got to see turtle sex and a few <laughs> other interesting things. There was an Arctic fox that was really awesome. Yes. And but they were doing some work, and unfortunately, the turkey vulture had damaged his wing on the upper part of it. He bloodied it up pretty well. From he was, it was really bothering him. It was close to his pen, and 
He was just running all over. I felt so bad for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was very agitated. Well, a lot of them were agitated. The bobcat was extremely agitated. Yeah. He even fell out of his tree. Yeah, he did. (laughs) I don't know if he fell, but But it sounded like it. It sounded like he fell out of it. Yeah, because we were looking all over for him. All of a sudden, thump. It's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it was him. But yeah, the chainsaws (laughs) were not, you know. They didn't seem to bother the bears much, but... No, the bears were trying to decide which worker they wanted to eat. No, that's probably true. <laughs> but the the Arctic fox was extremely agitated. Yeah, so. the only real disappointment was the wolverine wasn't out. Yeah. He was listed on their site but and on their signage, but we think his area, area was, was one of them being worked on, worked on or what yeah. was going to become his area. Yeah, because it looked like they'd been moved maybe around a little bit. Yeah. But that was the first time we'd seen a black... What, was it a, oh, was those it, lemurs? Yeah, it was a black one. Yeah. yeah. And the red one with the black belly was fun to watch. and There, there was some fun. Yeah. It was it's good. It was small, but it was I said, good. Yeah, we went ahead and, you know, took a little extra time. Didn't really rush through it. No. Then we made our final little beer stop since um, damn near every fucking brewery, food, whether they serve food or not, is closed on fucking Mondays. <laughs> yeah. The narrow gauge, luckily they're part of a restaurant, an Italian restaurant there in the um, upper part of St. Louis. God damn it, now I forget the name of it. Um, but it, um, it is one of the best fucking breweries you will find. And they are fantastic. They, oh, Florissant. Yeah, okay. Florissant. Yeah. So it's up off of 270. It's real easy to get to. Actually, most of these weren't that hard to get to. They were right off of, you know, fairly off of main interstates. And, and they, have, they have good food that they serve, too. Yeah, well, we... I even mean, though, we only had pizza. Yeah, unfortunately, it ruins your keto diet. But, who cares? We, you know, every once in a while, you got to get a few carbs in you anyway. Well, because the beer can really... Hit oh, yeah. you if you don't have much in your stomach. Right. Well, plus, yeah, you don't have a lot of carbs in your stomach. The beer really gets to you. Yeah. But, um, so we had like four, well, five, I guess you'd call them tasters. They, they, they only do, do the full pour or five ounce pours. Right. They don't do tasters They don't do flights. Per se anymore. Yeah. yeah flights. Because it's just too much of a hassle. So they got slightly bigger glasses for the. You know, your smaller pours. and Which was good in this case. It was yeah. fine for us. No, it was perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, we tasted a few and brought some home. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we'll start with the first one I got checked in here. The King OJ Run. Which OJ Run's one of their main stays. And they're what really got them known. You know, it's a hazy New England IPA. It is like... Fucking orange juice on steroids, and this King one's a triple New England. I believe it comes in at like 10%, and yeah, it is fantastic. And I gave that gave that one a 4.75, which I also gave it out of the can the same rating. Um, I don't think I rated it. No, I don't. I don't think you did. I don't think I got. I mean, after a while, I forgot what I was trying to check in. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> no, you did not. I did not find you a rating on nope. that one. And then the Big Camaro, which is a sour IPA. And there's sour IPAs. A lot of sour IPAs are okay. Theirs were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. 
the <clears throat> big Camaro, I gave a 4.75 and you gave a 5. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a huge sour. It was so juicy, but yes. it was still sour. So it's for those people that are just kind of on the brink of sours. Well, it's really good for them. Yeah, it's an IPA that they put lactose sugar in, and then they also aged on strawberries, kiwis, and vanilla beans, which, you know, it's probably where they're getting a little bit of the, the sour, and then they dry hopped it with Citra African Queen, which I had, and Southern Dawn. Those are two hops, the last two I've never even fucking heard of. Southern Dawn? Well, the African Queen and the Southern oh, okay. Dawn. And that... Very, very good beer. And um, then the Mersals, they have three or four different versions. We went with the passion fruit, which we also brought home. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that. They, they can theirs in 16 ounce. And unlike the Sour Note, these motherfuckers were not flat. They're not flat at all. Which is I wonderful. opened up a Mersals last night, and no, it was not. And I'm giving it a four and a half there. I gave it a four and a half at home. And I gave it a five. Five. Yes, you did. And it is... And it's know, full of fruit. It really yeah. is. Well, it, it's a passion wonderful. fruit goza. Yeah. It, you know, so you got your sea salt and coriander like any other goza, or like any goza really should have, and then they age it on passion fruit, and holy shit, it is passion fruit. It is fucking phenomenal. You know, narrow gauge definitely a place you'd, you want to hit up, but... My favorite, which unfortunately they ran out of the to-go, was the King Cloud City. And this was a double IPA, even though it says double New England, which is fine in this instance. They're showing here on here 70 IBU, but when we were on there, their little paper uh-huh. said it was 100 IBU. It did? Okay. Oh, yeah, and it, it came off on it. They, they say it's their DDH double dry hop cloud city on steroids, and this motherfucker was. It's 8.6% double dry hop with Citra, Galaxy, El Dorado, and Mosaic. This thing was phenomenal. I gave it a fucking five, and I was so disappointed they didn't have any to go. You only gave it a four, but this again ain't your style. No, it's not. You know, but, straight up IPAs are definitely not. But still, you know. You're coming around the pale L's. You're headed there. It wasn't a two. (laughs) No, it definitely was no fucking two. And then the vanilla mind flare was the last one we had. We didn't get any of that to go. It was a sour. It's just because it wasn't a... It's a sour IPA. Good. I think it's just because it's it's more vanilla. Yeah, 7%. Well, it was aged on cherries, pineapples, and vanilla beans. And... Of course, you know, I mean, you got to get it because the mind flare, Stranger yes. Things, you know, you got you to go with that. Yep. Um, I gave it four and a quarter and you can give it a four. Yeah, it's just not, yeah. No, it, you know, it's like you said. And then um, we also got another bottle to go, I don't remember what it is. So um, it's on, it's a peach one, but it'll set until we're ready to open that one because yeah, it can set and age a little bit. And then from stuff we've picked up mm-hmm. outside at, well, I should say at the bottle shop. At the bottle shop, which we... We mentioned, um, well, the bottle shop or at Three Floyds or any of the shit we brought right, home. Right, um, So far, it looks like you had the gumball head, yes. which you gave a five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you had the Mars Hop Goes Weasel. That's really good. And it was carbonated. And it was carbonated. <laughs> and you had given that one a four and a half. Yeah. 
And then, uh, you know, like I said, I'd mentioned the zombie dust, and um, I'd given that one a four and a half, which I knew I would probably anyway ahead of time, at least a four and a half. And then the Alpha King, as I mentioned, I'd gave a four and a quarter out of the bottle. And then I also had the Necron 99 from Three Floyds. It's um, just another IPA that they do. I mean, they're, they're pretty well known for that, just this American um, one. And um, it's, um, well, it's just kind of tropical fruit. Um, it was, let's see, what did I say? Floral and fruity. It was a little bit on the thinner side. No, that was the laser snake. Um, it's 7.3%, only 61 IBU, but still totally. pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> I gave it a four. And then the Laser Snake, which it was slightly a little thinner, um, still good. I gave it a four, but it was floral and kind of bready. You got, you know, fruit, maybe a hint of like grass or something out of it. Hmm. Well, okay. some of them will come off a little grassy in a way. Yeah. And, um,. But overall, that one's got 3.95 out of 48,000 reviews. So, oh, you goodness. know, I mean, that's pretty goddamn high yeah, for something like that. And then from Transient Artisan Ales, I had Rainbows and Waterfalls, <laughs> which this thing was fucking phenomenal. Galaxy Mosaic and Belma, another one I hadn't heard of. It's a double IPA at 8%. And this thing was fucking awesome. I give it a 4.75. It was really juicy, kind of orange, and it had, you know, enough hoppy bitterness to really set it up to the stage where I like my IPAs. I mean, it slightly looked like a hazy IPA, but I think it was more set up to be just a um, standard IPA. Well, I wouldn't say standard. It's obviously imperial, <laughs> that high of a ABV. And then um, Daisy Cutter from Half Acre, which is a standard pale ale. I've been hearing about this one for a long time. I finally picked up some. I gave it a four and a quarter. It's, you know, nice floral citrusy. You know, what you'd kind of expect out of a decent pale ale. You know, with just a hint of cracker on the back end or, you know, brightiness. And then Prairie Madness and Hell Store, well, Prairie Madness from Hellstorm. It's a 7%. This is listed at 100 IBU. Maybe that other one wasn't. This one was. And it was, well, they brewed American and American, German, and English malts. And that's got to be why when I poured this thing, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I'm not going to like this because it was so dark. I thought it was just going to be a total fucking malt bomb, and it wasn't. So I give it a four and a quarter. It it come off more on the hoppy side, which thankfully, because otherwise it would have really gotten bad. <laughs> I would have rated it really bad. I've had some really malt bombs that, you know, it's an IPA. You want hops. You know, it's fine to have a good balance between the two, but when the malt overtakes it, and it, it ain't a fucking, at that point it's no longer an IPA. And I said, generally, when they're that dark, they come off just total malt bombs. So, you know, these guys, they did a hell of a job there. And that's the first thing I've ever had from Hellstorm. So props to them. And then another old standard I finally got a hold of, Allagash White. 
just a regular old wet beer. Hmm. And I gave that one a four. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's good, and um, you just want something to drink that you ain't got to think about. You know, you get a little bit of that Belgian yeast flavor, and that, it's just, it lived up to what I kind of expected out of it. You right. know, I mean, made perfectly. So, oh, have you, was there anything else you've drank? No, not really, because there was a couple of nights that you drank, I didn't drink at all. Oh, okay. And then... Well, I was trying to put at least one in there a night, because I don't want any of this to get too old. True. But then I did have a couple I could have aged a little bit longer, but it's like, why? <laughs> because I had to get a hold of these. One of them was that little bit more wonderful from Little Beaver Brewery. Oh. <laughs> this thing was fucking crazy. It's a chocolate milk stout that had um, like Hefeweizen yeast in it, uh, chocolate and coconut, and holy shit, I gave it a four and a half. This thing was motor oil dark, and it came through with all those flavors. The nose was a little bit boozy. You got maybe a hint of it. it problem is I don't know how many or what the percentage is because it's not listed anywhere right. that I can find. It's not on untapped. It wasn't on the can. Um, I was going to guess anywhere from 9 to 11%. It comes off in that range. But, man, you got all those other flavors, too. It was really fucking good. That, that half yeast gives you those banana esters, and it just it worked perfect. And then from Energy City, I had Batisserie Double Marshmallow S'more Stout. That's some fucking mouthful. I gave that one a four and a half. It it had everything you'd want from the s'mores there. You know, um, it was very dark. It was a ten percenter. You got chocolate, vanilla, and some of the graham cracker on the back end. So it really it was a very good s'mores one. It was right up there in line with the nitro s'mores from. Um, Southern Tier. So it was quite tasty. And I believe that is all I've had. That's all I've had. <laughs> <laughs> At least since our last episode. And I still might have one more tonight. Um, you know, another Chiefs win. Yeah. Hell yes. Of course, Mahomes did everything all in the second quarter, but that's all it took 28 points. 200 and what's about 287 yards, I think, and four touchdowns all in one quarter. Damn. Down, cat. Damn cat's trying to get up on the table. And so, what do you want to talk about now? We still got some time? Mm, depends upon what you want to talk about. Well, we've got a couple of other little things we can talk about um, that we've watched. Covenary of the Iron Fortress. Or the final six episodes of um, something called The Dark Crystal? We might wait on The Dark Crystal, because Dark Crystal is... There's so much background on The Dark Crystal, really. And you are fucking in love with it. I am totally in love with it. I mean, we talked about the four, first four episodes the last time. We had just finished this up the other night, and... Um, yeah, it, it's quite good. And I believe there will be a second season for this. There has to be. Yeah, there definitely has to be. I mean, it still hasn't led up to kind of the point where the movie was. I mean, obviously, time-wise, it's not going to lead up to there. 
necessarily for a while. No, probably not. But it, it really, it was fantastic. So then we said so the other thing we have is the Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Yeah. Which is another anime that we've watched. Apparently there's like three movies spun off of it, plus another series I found. Um, this is from 2016. It's, um, I don't know, what, what do you want to say? I guess there's zombies, the virus breaks out. Yeah, they're they... zombies, the, their heart, you can only defeat them pretty much by, well, taking off their head like you would any other zombie. But they still, anything. even if they take their heads off, they still try to um, get the heart. Right, yeah. Um, you notice that happens a They lot. have a glowing heart that is protected by... A steel cage. Yeah, basically. in a sense, yeah, a layer of iron. And so pretty much their ribs, rib cage turns into iron. Is what I guess, and so you have to have a special weapon. Either they use like ones that are, use air force or whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it, air it's pressure. Air pressure, yeah. That's like strong a, enough to kick a bolt through. Right. Or um, weapons made out of pretty much the same thing that their, you know, cages are made out of, and um, so they do have a few swords that can cut them. And go through their hearts, but yeah, they're special made swords, though, most definitely. Yeah, well, the infected ones are caban, which are corpses, but the cabaneri are ones that are half have not half. turned, they're yeah, they're half human, half um, caban, which means they've actually stopped the virus at a, before it gets to their brain. Yes, and that's what our main character, Okami, does. Um, he gets bit and he stops it from getting to his brain by putting um, a necklace or whatever you want to call it, a choker yeah. on, yeah. well, kind of a belt. Like a belt, yeah, and it was more like a belt. ties it off and keeps it from getting up to his brain. Which was, I mean, you didn't think it would work. He really didn't. No, you didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Yeah. But it works and then he, you know, they... Are overrun and these a lot of this shit takes place on trains. Um, what would I say? It was kind of a mix of um, God damn it, Train of Basan and Snowpiercer in a way. Yeah, kind of. You had some shit like that going on. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, even in one episode they lost the back car, and you know there's people in each of these cars. They're trying. These, most, the other people are just trying to survive. They're trying to get from to the next station. To the next station, and fortunately, some of these other stations that they find out are are already overrun. Yeah, you know. And then you got Mumai or Mumei. I think it's Mumei. That um, she is also a cabinary that just kicks ass. Yes, but she's been. Constructed, basically. Yeah, well, she's, she's been trained. She's and been made. engineered to and, be a cabinary. And yeah, and you don't find out. I mean, this is spoilers, of course. Yes, yeah, there's spoilers, <laughs> but yeah, she has a brother, so to speak, who's it's, not a biological brother. No, but pretty much raised her and trained her. But they also they do have to have blood, so it's almost kind of like zombieish or um, vampireish in a way. The cabinary do have to have blood, mm -hmm. or else they get run down. Right. And so they 
end up getting blood, people end up kind of donating to help that way, you know, I mean, they, they need these fighters. Do. Uh, yeah, because after a while, they do trust them. It takes them a bit to yeah. trust them. Yeah, but trust so Ikoma and, and Mume are both the Kubani. Kabanari. Or Kabanari, I mean, sorry. But but, but the rest are um, on the train are human. Right. And then um, you got Ayame, who's a, a princess. Mm-hmm. And she was a pretty good character. She's... Kind of calm and quiet, but then she does, you know, take control. And but she is strong. She just doesn't let herself be strong sometimes. But she has to learn how to be the strong one eventually. Yeah. And then, you know, you had Akami's best friend, Takumi. He kind of helps him with developing the piercing gun. Um, then her brother was Biba, or however the hell you want to say it he was a total dickhead he's just he's creating the you know Kaban to pretty much get back at his father yeah he's making he more treated so yeah he's, he's making, making more, more and so he's causing the deaths of all these innocent people because he's a spoiled little brat because yeah he's a little bitch that you know got his feelings hurt by daddy so yeah he's just an angry in a white child Unfortunately, he has a little bit too much power, and people follow him because of who he is, yeah. not because of really what he stands for, because he uses people. He uses everyone, and it takes a while for some of these people that are being used to really get that. Yeah, and it really, I don't know. I had fun with it. You seem to enjoy it. Oh, I love it, because <laughs> anything that's vampires and uh, zombies are... Right up my alley. Right. So. And this series was on Prime. And when I was looking for something, because I thought I'd seen it listed somewhere else. I was looking at something, and it looked like Netflix had a different series, but with the same characters, because our main characters do survive. Um, so uh, we'll have to check that one out. And then when I was looking... It up here on Wikipedia, they list three movies. So that came out 16, 17, and just one this year. Mm-hmm. And it says that internationally, the third one was released on Netflix. So oh, okay. I have to go in VPN, whatever yeah, the hell that uh, is, and try Gathering, to get... Gathering Light is the first movie? Yeah, Gathering Light, Burning, Burning Life, Life, and the Battle of Minato. Which is the one that they said was on Netflix internationally. Which, as I understand it, if you get a VPN, you can set it, if you don't get the right ones, you can set it up where you're getting, it looks like your internet service is coming from another country or whatever. Mm. And so you can use, when you go through your Netflix, it will bring up other countries that you, you know, because they do carry different shit than what we get here. Right. So that one came out in May of this year. Right. Okay. So I guess we'll have to look into those movies at some point, too, since we enjoyed the series. Yeah, the series was very good. Um, if you like anime, it's... Yeah. It's right there. And we've been watching more anime than we have in a while. I mean, really, probably the first anime series that we ever watched together was probably Claymore. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was fantastic. Dead Man Wonderland... Um, yeah, I never finished, though. 
Not really. Huh? It never finished. Really. Well, it finished, but, but it didn't yeah. come to a complete conclusion, I guess you would say. Um, but, yeah, this one's really good. And we still got to watch the last three episodes of Preacher now, I think. After tonight, it'll be three. Yeah. 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 But uh, I think we were going to wait anyway. F- we'll probably do all the last five at once, like we did the first five. Well, I think we were going to because of what? what is that on? And AMC. It's because AMC is a pain in the well, ass. Well, AMC is a pain in the ass. The app is. So that's it's the one app I got to sign into like almost every fucking time I go into it right. with my cable thing. So that's why we were going to wait. We were just going to watch the last ones all together because they are a pain in the ass. Yeah. But I'm not even sure if they keep that many at once for you to watch. I'll have to look into it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been, yeah, whatever. They're kind of a pain. Yeah. And then the outpost. We only got one episode. We got one episode. Catch up on that, which I don't know how many people are watching that, but it's really good. I mean, it's we've mentioned them before. Yeah, yeah. it's total cheese, but it's fun. It's fun. And so next time, well, we've got should be talking about the book next time. Yes. (laughs) As I said, it's hard reading two seven kingdoms. (laughs) Yeah, because you're reading um, passage. The passage. Which is really good. The show. Which unfortunately the show ended after one season. Yeah, but after you read the book, you understand why it had to end. Yeah. It there was no way. It there's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Because the show only like covered maybe 125 pages of the book. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw how big the third book was. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, it's pretty big. So. Anyway, that'll probably go ahead and wrap it up for tonight then. Um, I'm Mark. I'm Michelle. I can be reached at mconnor666 on untapped, and she's mcvampire or thrownabeer at gmail.com. And like I said, hopefully next time we'll get back into the book. Do 20, 25 pages, whatever it is. <laughs> That's <laughs> sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, good night.